Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi nahmaduhu ve nasta'inuhu ve nastagfiruh ve nu'minu bihi ve natabakkalu alih. Ve na'udhu billahi min şurur yanfusina ve min seyyati amelina. Men yehdihillahu fela mudilla lehu ve men yudlil fela hadiyelah. Ve neşhedü en la ilahe illallah vahdehu la şerike lah. Ve neşhedü enne Muhammeden abduhu ve rasuluhu. Arsalallahu ta'ala bil haqqi beşiren ve nazire. Da'iyan ilallahi bi iznihi ve siracen munira. Fama ba'du faqala ta'ala ya eyyuhel lezine amanu taqullaha haqqa tukatih. Ve la temutunna illa ve entum muslimun. Ve kal... Ya eyyühellezine amanu takullaha ve kulu kavlen sedide yuslih lekum amelekum ve yakfir lekum zunubakum ve men yuti'illaha ve rasuluhu fakat fazla fazla nazimah ve kala nebiyuna Muhammed sallallahu aleyhi ve aleyhi ve sahbihi ve sellem inne azdaqal hadisi kitabullah ve khayrul hadi hadi Muhammedin sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem ve şerrul umuri muhdasatuhâ وَكُلَّ مُحْدَسَةٍ بِدَعْ وَكُلَّ بِدَعَةٍ ضَلَالَ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, the topic of my khutbah today and next week is the way forward. Because what we are seeing happening in Palestine, we are seeing it day and night. And I have already advised you and I advise myself, do not see it day and night. It will harm you. It will harm your hearts. Alhamdulillah, we feel the pain. You don't have to see graphic images of blood and gore and body parts and dead children to drive home the fact that what is happening there is unprecedented genocide and massacre of innocent people. Protect your hearts because if you get sick, you can't help anybody else. So let us look at the way forward. Therefore, what should we do? And a good reason for that also is because directly it is not in the control of any of us here to do anything to bring about change. This is the first time that I have seen in my now almost 70 years of life, where in democracies there have been protests of this magnitude, literally millions of people in country after country after country are on the streets and so on and so forth and has made no difference to the decision makers. Now, I'm not saying don't do it, please do it. Please continue to do it and I'll tell you why in my khutbah just now. But also open your eyes to this fact. Never in my life have I seen such a huge disconnect between the so-called elected representatives of the people and the people themselves. It's as if they are living on two different planets. Now, I have a principle in life, which I follow. And my principle in life is, I will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control. What is not in my control is to create change on the ground in Palestine. What is in my control is to hit the street and to stand there and to raise my voice. 
So I will not allow what is not in my control to say, well, you know, what can I do? I can't change that. Forget that. I will do what is in my control here. But I will do that with my eyes open. Not fooled by anybody. And this is based, my principle is based on the reality that when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about which there is no doubt, we will not be asked what happened. We will be asked, what did you do? Allah knows what's happening. Allah will not say, ask us, give me an account of the history of, of, of Palestine. No. Allah will ask me, what did you do? And that means, and this is the tough part. This is the painful part. That means, accepting that the only one in my control is myself. Nobody else. The only one in my control is myself. <clears throat> so that is the one I must focus on. Do what is in my control and not allow circumstances, media, people, or even my own feelings to distract or discourage me from doing what I can to make a positive impact. Some of the most common doubts and thoughts that interfere with action are based around the question, what difference can I make? I am one individual. What does it matter whether I go, I don't go, I speak, I don't speak, I write, I don't write. But if that thought comes to you, and I'm sure it comes to all of us, remember and remind others, remember for yourself and remind others, that all great change, all revolutions, all rewriting of history, began and begins with one person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent one Nabi, one Rasul, not a committee or a team, to create change in an entire nation. <clears throat> so my first message therefore to myself and you is focus on ourselves. Do what you must do and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create the effect. Today as we look at what is happening to Muslims worldwide and I strongly recommend don't let your attention be directed and restricted to Palestine. What is happening in Palestine is no different from what is happening in China, what is happening in Myanmar, in Burma, what has been happening in Syria, what has been happening in Iraq, what is There is a list and what looks like it will happen in many other places. No different. So don't fool yourself. <clears throat> don't let anybody else fool you by saying, oh, you know, there's one small restricted place, one place. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. It's not. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Open season on Muslims. And we seem to be without solutions. We seem to be helpless, just at the receiving end of it. What do Muslims do best? Die. Not good. Right? Not good. Not very clever. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us the solution to our problems. Question to ask myself is, am I interested in what Allah told me? Seriously, ask yourself this question. Are you really interested <clears throat> in what Allah told you? 
and to give you an indicator you know there always indicators whenever i am thinking of a theory i say well if i have a theory what's my meter what's my metric what's my indicator ask yourself in all these days now over a month has the attendance in masajid increased regular salah in the masajid has the attendance increased do you suddenly find masajids are full oh my god i come for salatul asr masjid is full i'll tell you this masjid check the cameras three people if six people come we write home and tell people oh great revolution is happening six people came the population has been doubled you tell me which masjid are you seeing a huge influx of muslims into the mas- oh we have to go to allah turn to allah is it happening allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us very very clearly man amila salihan min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'minun falanuhyiyannahu hayatan tayyibatan walanajziyannahum ajrahum bi ahsani ma kanu ya'malun allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said whoever does good male or female and is a believer two conditions iman and amalus saleh we will surely bless them with a good life hayatun tayyiba and we will certainly reward them according to the best of their deeds the formula is very simple very simple and straightforward literally two things faith and righteous deeds if i as an individual return to allah subhanahu wa taala then my dua can change my life my circumstances and with the will of allah my world not unless i always remind myself the story which i have told you many times lorraine isley the famous author he said he was on the beach one early morning walking previous night there had been a storm and the beach beach was littered with debris and in that debris were hundreds of starfish thrown up from the sea and lord nightly said i saw in the distance looked like a kid he was picking up something from the sand and throwing it into the sea he says when i walked up to him i saw this was this child doing this so lord nightly like most people he see something somebody doing something he say what are you doing So the kid had a starfish in his hand he said I am throwing this into the sea so it doesn't die because if it is left on the beach it will die Lord Nicely laughed and he said to the kid look just look around here look on this beach how many starfish do you think are on this one beach alone hundreds thousands and he says how many beaches are there in the world How many storms happen every day? How many starfish are thrown up onto all those beaches every day? <clears throat> you are one kid in this one place. What difference can you make? Eh, logic, no? Makes sense. That kid looked at the starfish. He threw it in the waves, and he said it made a difference to that one. He said it made a difference to that one. Focus on what you can do. Don't let the world fool you. What can you do? You are one person, one person. Only one person can make a difference. That one person is me. 
that purpose is you. As they say, if you can't feed a hundred people, feed one. If you can't educate a hundred children, educate one. That we can do, right? In these times when there is so much grief and depression and fear and, and even despair, it's good to let our brothers and sisters in Philistine know that they are not alone. That, only, that not only we, but millions of Muslims from all over the world stand with them. Standing with us also are those who are not Muslim, but who share our respect for the sanctity of human life and who have not sold their conscience for a pittance and whose tongues are not sealed against the truth. We have reached a stage, such a stage of moral collapse that even the gathering of millions of people all over the world is not enough to convince our leaders that killing children is a crime. Remember that there was a time when slavery was legal and helping a slave to free himself was illegal. Remember that there was a time when those who implemented the Holocaust in Germany in the 1930s, they were, they were obeying the law. And those who tried to help the victims were criminals. They were lawbreakers. All those and many other acts of oppression owe their demise to one simple truth. And that is that someone somewhere stood up and said, not in my name. I will not allow you to commit crimes against humanity and God in my name. Today we have smashed our moral compass and totally lost the plot. At this time it is hugely invigorating and encouraging and incredibly important to stand together with other right-thinking people whose hearts are in the right place and have not become harder than stone. We don't have the power to stop what is happening but we have the power to speak out against it. So speak. Give a voice to those who need it the most. We have the best guidance of Rasulullah who told us to stop evil with our hands and to raise our voices against it and to hate it in our hearts. So let our voices be heard in every forum, everywhere. And Abi Sayyid and Khudri radiallahu anhu qal, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من رأى منكم منكرا فليغيره بيده فإن لم يستطع فبلسانه فإن لم يستطع فبقلبه وذلك أضعف الإيمان أبو سيد القدر رضي الله عنه narrated that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said whoever of you sees evil let him change it with his hand and if he cannot do that, then with his tongue, meaning speak out against it. And if he cannot do that, even then with his heart, meaning hate it in your heart. And this is the weakest level of faith. And this is a Sahih Hadith in Sahih Muslim. أقول قول هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله. الحمد لله همنا كثيرا كما أمر ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله 
فقال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد my brothers and sisters elders the first doubt that plagues us and keeps us from action is what difference can i make one person i gave you the answer to that the second doubt that plagues us is we did so much but nothing happened so what's the use of doing more to counter that i remind myself of the weighing scale now many of you must have you all come from countries where these things happened and used to happen if you go to a store to a grain store you know in in india we call it kirana shop where you buy rice wheat and so on grains you find all the grain is in sacks and you go there you ask the guy give me 20 kilograms of rice so on the counter top there is a balance there are two pans there's a bar pivoted on two pans so this guy the salesman he takes this grain in a scoop and he pours it into one pan right so before that he puts the weight in one pan so this the pan with the weight sits flat on the counter top and the other pan is up in the air so now this chap takes this grain with a scoop and he pours it so imagine this i go to buy 20 kilograms of rice and this 20 kilogram weight is in one pan the pan is sitting on the counter top the other pan is up in the air and this man is pouring rice into the pan so he now pours 5 kilos 10 kilos 15 kilos do you see anything happening to the pans nothing right nothing the, the pan with the 20 kilo weight is still flat on the counter top the other pan is still up in the air what do you think this salesman does does a salesman say to me you know chef this is not working right so go somewhere else as you can see i'm working hard i i put in so much of grain nothing is happening so can't be done go away will you do that no he doesn't talk he's not interested he wants to sell me the grain what does he do he goes on pouring the gay grain until you start seeing there is some movement in the pans now what does he do now he takes the grain not in the scoop but he takes it in one hand and he drops it like this the pans are now equal after that he will drop in a few more grains to make you happy and then he gives you the 20 kilos right now i've seen the, i saw this this scene i saw when i in my childhood i was in school and i thought about this and i say what do i learn from this and i learned two lessons which i think are very critically important the first lesson is until 19 kilos nothing will happen you're weighing 20 kilos until 19 kilos nothing will happen so you do a lot of hard work you say nothing is happening is a fantastic good news nothing is supposed to happen and at 20 kilos the balance will tip at 20 kilos the balance will tip both are absolutely incontrovertible truths until 19 nothing will happen 
Between 19 and 20, you will start seeing some movement. And at 20, the balance will tip. There is no force on the earth which can stop that from happening. Provided you put in 20 kilos worth. And so also in life. When 19 kilos of effort, of effort have gone into the problem, and you are try, which you are trying to solve, or your dream, or some... And you start to lose hope, and you start to become depressed, remind yourself. Nothing is happening? Fantastic. What does it mean? It means I haven't come to 19 yet. I am still below 19. What must I do? Keep doing. By all means, check your effort. Doesn't mean that every effort is the same. Maybe the, the method has to change. Maybe the means has to change. Maybe the place has to change. It's a lever. Maybe you need to move the fulcrum closer to the Lord. Because maybe the fulcrum is too far away from the Lord. You're putting all this effort. It's not lifting. Not because your effort is not there. But because the fulcrum is in the wrong place. Maybe you need to talk to different people. Different for Whatever. But. The effort must not stop. Because. We know. That at 20. The balance will tip. We will succeed. Because Allah said, muttaqin." Allah did not say, So please, correct ourselves. We have to become muttaqun. Which means obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which means earning and eating halal. Which means following and fulfilling the faraid what Allah made for this fard. But once you do that, inshallah, we have complete and total faith in the, in, in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Success will come. Third thing with which I want to close. If you are building a magnificent building, right? Say so a fantastically beautiful masjid. You got my brother Abdul Ghafur here, builder. <coughs> Many builders, the jihad is there. Magnificent building, right? You've got his whole plan and so on. What is the first thing you do for this building? You dig the foundation, yes? The bigger the building, the bigger the foundation. Deep foundation, vast foundation. Because it has to carry that whole building on top of it. Now, now imagine that all of us here are rocks. We are big blocks of granite. And all of us want to be a part of that building. This building is very important for me. I want to be part of that building. So I ask you. You are the rock. You want to be part of the building. Where do you want to be? You say, I want to be on the facing of the building. Shining, polished granite. People must look at me. Very nice. Where do you want to be? I want to be on the face of the building. Where? 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 Face of the building. Do you think that building will ever stand? That building will never stand. Because every rock wants to be on the face of the building to be seen and heard and looked at and admired. You know what the building needs? It needs rocks who say that it is important enough for me to be a part of this building that I am willing to go into that foundation to be buried, never to be seen again so that the building can stand on my shoulders. The only one who knows that I'm in that foundation is the builder. Nobody else. Hmm? Without that, 
No building. So ask that question. Am I willing to go into the foundation to be buried never to be seen again? Knowing that my Rabb Jalla Jalalu who knows I'm there. And ask him to raise the building on my shoulders. These are not empty, empty theories. Everything I say is rooted in the sira or the sunnah or the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about the sahaba ridwanullahi alayhi majma'in who died before Fatah Makkah. And before the futuhat of the Khilafah Rashidah. Sumayya bint Khayyat radiallahu anha. Yasir bin Amr radiallahu anhu. The parents of Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhuma. Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib radiallahu anhu. Musa ibn Umayr radiallahu anhu. Abdullah bin Jahsh radiallahu anhu. Sa'ad bin, bin, bin Mu'ad radiallahu anhu and many others. They did not see the spread of Islam. They did not see any success. They struggled, they faced deprivation, they faced starvation, they faced all kinds of oppression. And then they died. In the path of Allah, khalas. They didn't see anything. Yet not one of them stopped making the effort. Not one of them said, what's the good of all this? I've done all this and nothing's happening. Salam alaikum. No. And in the end, when victory came, as it was destined, they were the beneficiaries and they continued to be the beneficiaries until the last day. Because that victory stands on their shoulders. And that is the Sadaqah Jariah until the end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu himself is their witness. He is the witness for them as he is the witness for those shuhada, for those people who are dying in Philistine today. And Allah said, وَلَمَّا رَأَى الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَهَزَابَ قَالُوا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِيمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا أَحَدُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرُ وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا Allah said, when the believers saw the enemy alliance in Ghazwatul Ahzab, <clears throat> they said, this is what Allah and His Messenger وسلم, promised us. And the promise of Allah and His Messenger has come true. Alhamdulillah. And this only increased them in faith and submission. Who is saying that? Ali ibn Bizati Sudur, the one who knows where the iman is. He is saying it increased their iman. And he said, Jalla Jalalhu, among the believers are men who have proven true to what they pledged to Allah. Shaheed fi sabilillah. Some of them have fulfilled their pledge with their lives. Others are waiting. They're waiting their turn. And they never change their commitment in the least. My brothers and sisters, let us remember that victory and defeat is only decided at the end. And it's not decided by who is left behind. Or who is left standing, but by which side you stood on. Honor is what honor is in what you live for and you die for, not in how much money you make. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide who won and who lost when we meet him. 
Our brothers and sisters in Gaza are a living example for the world of what it means to live and die with honor. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them and protect them from all harm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the courage to speak the truth and stand for the truth and to work to make the truth prevail in our lives and in the world. Allahumma hadina fi man hadayt wa'afina fi man a'fayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barik lana fi ma a'tayt wa qina wa srifanna sharram ma a'khadayt fa innaka taqdi wa la yuqda alayk fa innahu la yazillu ma wa'alayt wa la yaizu man a'adayt tabarakta rabbana wa ta'alayt nastaghfiruka Allahumma wa natubu ilayk la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin rabbi qfir warham wa anta khairul rahimin اللهم انصرنا يا كريم اللهم انصرهم في غزة يا زلزلال بالإكرام اللهم احفظهم من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة يا هيو يا خيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كل لا إله إلا أنت ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة يا سنة وقنا ضب النار وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يعمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتائذ القربى وينحان الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله يكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم السلام